0: If you are new to selling on Amazon, if you started your Amazon journey within the last 12 months, um, I think you're going to get a lot out of this um, interview with Gene Montalvo. If you aren't new, um, I think there are some tidbits that you can pick up in terms of how Gene looks to bring new products to the marketplace. He doesn't do it in the traditional sense of the way a lot of Amazon sellers um, do. He actually looks for products with like three stars, three and a half stars, and finds ways to improve those products. Um, So kind of an interesting approach we talk about in this interview of how we started selling on Amazon less than a year ago, August 2019, with only $6,000. Um, and has had uh, success uh, in selling and, you know, COVID definitely helped uh, accelerate that. So I think you'll really enjoy this interview with Gene Montalvo. The episode is brought to you by uh, my Amazon sponsored ads agency, Incrementum Digital. Actually, during the episode, um, he credits Amazon PPC to being the make it or break it that really um, made the difference for him in his business. Um, If you need help in that area, Uh, My agency, Incrementum Digital, can help you grow your sales and lower your cost per click through the power of Amazon Advertising Management and DSP. Uh, LeRon at Incrementum Digital is my email. You can get in touch with me uh, or visit the website. All those links are in the show notes. Enjoy uh, episode 31 with Gene Montalvo of the Ecommerce Mindset Podcast with your host, LeRon Hirschkorn. Okay, so today we have Gene Montalvo with us on the show. Gene uh, is based in the Dominican Republic uh, and has uh, been selling in e-commerce, has actually started selling on Amazon um, almost a year, uh, August 2019. So I thought it would be an interesting angle to you know, bring on the show somebody that... Um, you know, is fairly newer to e-commerce, but um, is seeing success. Has also seen some of the ups and downs in e-commerce, and you know, really kind of in this first year, um, the environment has changed a lot. Obviously, with with COVID, um, and so, um, Gene, welcome to the show. Um, Want to you know that the this podcast I think will be interesting for those that have started selling more recently on Amazon, and can you know take some key takeaways from you in terms of both, you know, the successes you've had and then some of the challenges along the way. Yeah, thank you, Liran. Cool. Well, yeah, let's dive right into it. So you're based in the Dominican Republic. Was that uh, a challenge in terms of getting set up and being able to sell on Amazon.com?
1: Yeah, it was um, a big challenge because of the, the verification process of the seller central's Uh, account um I like I made my accounts everything I made my shipping plan I did all of my I bought my inventory I did everything and the day that my inventory went live I got suspended wow um so that that was like a huge I I don't the most The most anxiety I've had in my entire life was that day. Um, I just, I I hired a lawyer, um, paid with credit cards because I had all my investments locked on inventory. Mm -hmm. And I got reinstated within five weeks. Um, It was because since I am from Dominican Republic, and they asked me. Now I have a uh, Wyoming LLC.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they asked me to uh, to send a uh, how you call this a utility bill, and I sent one from my office here. Mm-hmm. So I think that there was the problem, mm. but it, it all got sorted out, thanks God.
0: So, so you bring up a, a an interesting point. This was, you know. The most amount of anxiety you had uh, in your life, um, looking back, was the anxiety warranted?
1: Well, the the thing is, it it may be like it wasn't, but. Uh, like I, I thought I, I was on the like you know the honeymoon period for a new product. Yeah, I was on my own, own like my own honeymoon period. You mm-hmm. know, yeah, because everything everything was going so well. I find a product that I I saw an opportunity I could um, differentiate that product and bring something good to the market, mm-hmm. and then boom, like the the the. This came, and I was like, "What? <laughs> I wasn't expecting it, like,
0: yep and uh, and is you know, kind of from a mindset standpoint, our mind immediately goes to the worst case scenario, right? A lot of times, um, yeah, you know, you know, what am I gonna do with all this inventory? Amazon shut me down. I'm not gonna be able to get back up. I don't have money to. Hire, you know, a pro that maybe we can get me back up. I don't know how long this is going to be. You know, this yeah. is it. This is the end. Um, obviously, that wasn't the case. I think. A lot, I think most of the time, our our survival brains go to our deepest, darkest places, and usually, it's not warranted, right? It's it's one of those things that could yeah. be a good lesson because, I mean, it's almost like you can say it's good that that it happened because if you get over that, you can get over kind of anything else. And you realize that this is just the first of many challenges in any business. And especially with dealing with Amazon.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Exactly. The the same as uh, I thought like on the beginning, it was um, very dark, but when I, when I passed this, I just said like, Hey, um, this has been a a a learning curve and now problems that come i know they have a solution and i'll just i'll just do what i can do and leave the results to well to amazon in this yeah
0: case. yeah leave the results to amazon to the universe to you know the action exactly the action steps that you can take and i think it's an important lesson you know wasn't necessarily the initial direction of where I thought we would take this, but I think it's an important lesson that, you know, it's like, you want to thank the obstacles in your way, because if you can overcome every obstacle you overcome, you, you're kind of going to higher levels uh, of achievement and realizing that, you know, ultimately you can solve all these problems. Um And it gives yeah. you like a, a stronger mindset. And when you end up getting good results, like you really feel like you earned those results, right? Like, it wasn't if it was very easy, we wouldn't really feel good about it. Right. If Amazon handed us, you know, a million dollars every month, it wouldn't actually feel good as opposed to you creating, yeah. creating a product, putting something out in the world and uh, and, and then getting the, the money and the results. So um, so, you know, you had sort of your first challenge and. Um, you know, what was it like, you know, sort of launching, launching products? How many products did you, did you start out launching one product and how did it sort of initially, uh, initially go?
1: Um, it was, um, that was part of, of the challenge too, because like my, really, this this is not, um, I I don't know if I'm telling the, the truth here, but I think that my first review that was a a negative one was, it competitive? was a competitor yeah sure like i i feel that because it wasn't um verified
0: gene let me tell you, was- let me tell you something everybody thinks that <laughs> i mean it could be true sometimes right especially like you said it wasn't a verified it's not a verified review but um yeah you know I, I i've had conversations and consulted for um you know a lot of sellers and they get a first initial review and it's one star and they're like competitor first thing yeah uh, which you know it, it could be it could be <laughs> uh sometimes yeah. it's just the product you know um sometimes it could just be a negative person who knows but unverified maybe does does indicate maybe there's more to it um so yeah. first uh was it a is it a kind of a competitive product or what category was uh no it's it? um,
1: sports and outdoors it's uh the product is uh bicycle training wheels okay so it, it's not that competitive mm-hmm. um though the thing is um i don't know like the wording and stuff it it makes me like i felt that but i i, I know what you say because um everybody's <laughs> everybody's in, yeah, de- everybody's like- in denial you know yeah exactly (laughs) it's like a denial you know yeah um so uh, after that um my launch went great like um uh, and that's something that for new sellers could be helpful like having one one star review converted better than no reviews (laughs) really yeah yeah yeah. like when i i launched and i only did P- ppc for the launch i i didn't use any service i mm-hmm. didn't do giveaways mm-hmm. and like at first was a bit um difficult to get those initial sales um and once i got that review like it it was a little bit uh it had better conversion rate
0: what did the, what did the reviewer what do the reviewers say about the product?
1: No, it was uh, garbage <laughs> that's it, wow, okay like this, I mean this uh, is and that's garbage.
0: Also, you know that's not so detailed, right? so maybe it wasn't sort of too damaging right like if if I see a review and somebody just writes garbage, i also I tend to not take it into account as much as if like it was very detailed, like, Hey, I received a product. And after a week I had a problem with this and this and that. Right. And it's like, maybe it would make me more cautious, especially in unverified. But um, that's interesting that you had better conversion rates. I would think no reviews would perform better than a one-star review, but um, Hey, yeah. I, uh, obviously you're, you're for your product that, uh, that wasn't the case. Um, so you use PPC yeah. um, and did you price kind of more aggressively starting out, or did you kind of price where you wanted to end up um, at and um and then you mentioned that you differentiated the product also?
1: yeah, um so on that um pricing i I did the opposite. like I was the highest price mm. um and because i I know that I had. Um, a, a much better quality product. It was, um, the, I made, I had made the, the, like the metal bracket of the training wheels, um, a, a little bit thicker. So mine are not like all of the other ones had bad reviews about bending and stuff and mine wa- didn't mm. bend. Mm. So um, i i had a higher price and and it went it went good i think if i would have a lower price maybe the the launch would be um would be faster but mm-hmm. i i i don't know i think it went better and right now like i have a i have the highest price in the niche but still i'm i'm one of the best sellers and
0: Nice. I don't
1: know. I, I think getting, quality is the uh,
0: And you're getting good reviews. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And um and so and so what was your um sort of your next move? Did you then go to launch a second product um after this? Um what was your you, you saw some initial initial success. How how long did it take you to let's say get to like break even or profit or you or were you pretty much profitable right from the beginning?
1: No, I, um, with my second order, like I launched in, in August and in December was the first month I, I had profit. like profit. Yeah. But this is including everything, including courses that I mm-hmm. took, mm-hmm. including the lawyers, everything.
0: Right. Okay. So you, you kind of included all those, all of those expenses. What was your, what was yeah. your initial, let's say a costs in the first few months and how did that kind of transition and and what what kind of goals were you trying to get you know with with it sounds like you took a pretty good long-term view approach uh which i think is yeah. important you didn't you know you you launched in august you didn't get the profitability in december um you know which uh i think taking that long view makes sense um and being patient um what 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 would you say how how did your cross kind of start out and how did it how did it evolve
1: yeah so um my i started with with the launch it was like 3 weeks about 100% then when i had like some reviews from mm-hmm. the um early reviewer program mm-hmm. i it started to to go down like within a month or a month and a half i I was at forty percent. That was my um, my profit margin. Mm-hmm. So what I did, I I went and and checked my uh, my take up. I, I don't know my total a cost. Uh uh-huh, yep. And it 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 was about it, it was um sixteen percent. So it, it. it was it wasn't on the sweet spot, but it was better. Got you it. Know, so for I those was
0: listening total ACOS meaning total um total PPC spend as a percentage of total sales. So not ACOS being being the exact sales driven just by uh, clicks uh, sales only, but but the 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 total sales as it relates to the PPC spend, which you know you say sweet spot, a lot of people try to get or have sort of this goal depending on your category of around 10%, I would say some people have a goal as low, low as five, up to 15 or 20, depending on if it's consumable or not, depending on which cycle you're in for your product. If it's launch, growth, maturity, um, you know, I think all those, all those things make an impact, but um, this is very early on in your product. So it would make sense that a higher percentage of your sales would be coming from advertising as opposed to organic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Totally.
0: Right. So, so 16% is actually, um, is actually not bad. So you, so you were able to kind of transition from about a hundred percent to 40%. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Great. And that was um, a couple of months. I was there like until mm-hmm. December on the Q4, um, my, my cost went down and, and now I'm, like from December till now, I've been on sixteen percent ACOs and
0: total ACOS five or six,
1: or no no ACOs. ACOS. Wow! And okay. and to, total ACOs is five or six percent.
0: Wow! Excellent. So so you know here comes January and um, I would think training wheels maybe somewhat seasonal. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Is it more, is there more business in the summertime? Um, How did, how did January look? And then let's talk about, you know, Corona, Corona happens. Uh, I would think, I would think that for any outdoor type product, there was kind of a big opportunity. Um, Did you, you know, what, what happened after Q4? And then, and what happened in sort of the initial March, you know, Amazon prioritizing essential products?
1: Yeah, so um, this was like I when I saw the sales on December I did I made an order mm-hmm. quick. Mhm. So then, you know, January, February was that the first started... was, was that the
0: first time you placed a reorder for the product?
1: No, second.
0: Second. Okay, got it.
1: Yeah. So here um It was a little bit slower on January and February, Mm -hmm. but then I went out of stock because of Corona in China. Mm -hmm. And I had to wait like for a month and then my order came. The Mm -hmm. problem was um, that it's a good problem to have that with Corona, like my sales 10X. Wow. So my whole order, went like I went out of stock in 13 days. Wow. Yeah, crazy. And it did, was Did you did crazy. you raise, did you like raise your
0: price also as part of that or um pull back on the spending? No, spend like
1: or? no, I pulled I I turned off PPC. But wow. uh I I didn't feel good like rising prices, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Though all I <laughs> from being the 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 most expensive on the niche i turned out to be the the less expensive one mm, on this because,
0: because other day. people raised their price
1: yeah uh-huh um though no i i i just stayed that way i didn't feel like it was a good thing to mm-hmm. i was profiting about 50% yeah so nice I, I,
0: yeah, so you didn't not feel the need to, do... to to you didn't feel like it was uh the right thing to do to raise your price. And maybe sort of if you're building a brand and you want to build a good customer experience, then yeah, maybe maybe you don't want to do that. Um so you didn't raise your price, you sold out. Um and have you gotten back in stock on that product since?
1: Yeah, this week.
0: This week, nice. Okay, um, excellent. Yeah. So your first product sounds like it was uh, it was a, a big uh, big success, um, and you sourced that from China. Um, now you yeah. you mentioned to me before you sourced a second product, and you went to India to source that second product.
1: Yeah, so this is a a organic cotton certified product. So we, I, with this brand, I have a partner and we, we went through uh, India to source it. that.
0: So, so let's talk a little bit about sort of the thought process. Did you, um, you know, did, did, would, did this opportunity just kind of come to you and you went particularly for like another brand or why not build out your, um, why not build out like
1: another product within this niche? Yeah, so th- this one is going to be interesting because I did something that is um, very risky with this one. I on one of the Facebook groups, I just saw a post of someone that that was asking for for investment on his brand and stuff, and and I had some some money there, and I asked him, and he he was like very nice. Uh, like we clicked, you know, and he talked to me about the brand, he was trying to build everything. And I said, Look, let's do something. We we can partner up, I can do this investment. Mm-hmm. Um I, I, I what I'm really missing, I don't know how to do Facebook, I don't know how to do Instagram, I don't know I don't know anything of brands. Mm-hmm. You know, I, wh- what I'm good at is on um, Amazon seller central, the back mm-hmm. office. Yep. So I told him I'm going to do this you do the brand part right. let's, let's let's go in and we just um looked for the supplier and we did uh, the we bought bought the the stock and everything
0: and how is that so obviously very different working with a partner and also working with a partner you haven't met necessarily face to face i'm assuming you have not met this person face to face ever correct no, no, Skype, <laughs> Skype. So partnering yeah. up with somebody, you know, um, just from you know Facebook um, group um, and, um, and and Skype. So how has that worked out? There, obviously, partnerships can be both amazing or they can be a total disaster. Um, what's been What's been your experience as far as like uh, launching a product? together and and was was it essentially you each invested 50 50 into the brand
1: no like um look the what we did here was um i said to him like hey man like it's not about trust you know but but we don't know each other so i'm i'm going to do i'm going to handle everything money-wise um put everything on my accounts and everything and I'm going to do the whole investment 100% mm. and then we're going to just um we like the thing was that we were on the same page on the reinvest all the profits right so so that that way we, I have a a VA that does a very good job on on the on on that part so she has everything very clear for both of us to see so so we have those controls but i I am the one that manages the money because i made the investment
0: and everything and and so
1: it's under your existing Solar central account
0: or new new accounts
1: no it's a new account but i manage the the bank accounts and everything
0: got it okay so a new account and then did you set up in uh, like a new a new business that was a uh, uh some kind of partnership
1: um not really like we we used his his um his company because of the because he's from england so it's mm. um we we did it better with that way to so I don't have the same problem I I had with my first account. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So we went through with his company. Okay, got it. So
0: and what was I mean? What was he bringing to the table? The product idea. And the yeah, off, the product and the off Amazon marketing. Exactly. Exactly. So how is it? How is it worked out as far as from doing it yourself to, you know, starting a product with somebody else.
1: Look, to tell you the truth, like in the beginning, it, it was a little bit um, difficult because we didn't like we, we didn't make rules like, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? What am I going to do? We didn't do that. Right. Um, so then we had a conversation and, and we are now more inclined on on having each one of us have um have things to do and and to that helps the brand like he's doing all the design on facebook and instagram and all that mm-hmm. and and i'm doing the ppc the sourcing and everything got it so the, the product
0: is launched i'm assuming yeah. um how is yeah. that how is that has that product performed
1: yeah so it wasn't like we, we made a mistake that we just um since we, we hadn't uh we didn't have um experience on sourcing from India, we we didn't have samples, we didn't inspect. So happened what it was supposed to happen. You right. Know? When you
0: don't do samples or when you don't inspect.
1: <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. So um, the product wasn't the the best quality, so it it on the reviews we saw it. And at this time, though, though I wanted to think it was a, a competitor, I know right. it wasn't uh-huh. because what I, I I bought the product and I, I like I tested, you know. Yep. And, and I saw it wasn't uh, it wasn't like that. Though on the on that shipment, we profited some. But it wasn't um, what we expected. Mm-hmm. So now we're doing the proper like due diligence. We order samples. we, we changed a couple of things there. Now we have a, a inspection company in India. We're, we're doing everything like how it's supposed to be done. Got it. Now. So got it. And what what have you
0: seen as sort of like the biggest? Differences in terms of sourcing from China versus sourcing from India?
1: China is a one stop shop. Mm-hmm. Like you have everything there, everything there. And India is a little bit more, more complicated. Um, the bank transfer, it has to be like I, I like to use trade assurance. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it, it gives me um, a little security. bit of security. Yeah, security. Like here, it's just like a transfer to someone I I have spoken in email, and mm-hmm. that like I, I was a little bit scared at first, but it went okay, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, we we got the the products and everything. It wasn't the quality we expected, but but we got the product that mm-hmm. we bought, you know. Yeah. Um. Also, the the freight forwarding it's a little bit more expensive uh, for us. Was the the shipping Um, to get an inspector? It's a little bit more complicated because there's not so many as China. Mm -hmm. That's the language barrier. Also, right. And but you didn't have
0: the tariffs, right? That you would have from sourcing out of China. Yeah. I mean, is the main reason because of the type of product is just more easily accessible from India, or or was it sort of like pricing, tariff benefits?
1: No, no, it was the 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 product itself because it's organic cotton. In in mm-hmm. China, what we what we saw was bamboo stuff. Uh huh. Got it. In, okay. And India, we could find this um, certified um, organic cotton. So it would be a better Got it.
0: fit. So what would you say? I mean, would you say utilizing and understanding Amazon ads has been sort of like a major component of success? Is it more, you know, picking the right product? Like, what would you say in general, the success that you've seen um, what would be like the biggest contr- contributor uh, you know to to that uh, success
1: yeah so look I maybe I'm not right on this but for me PPC will make or break your business so mm-hmm. if you're not an expert you should hire one mm-hmm. because PPC is like I don't know. It was the blessing for, for my both products that, that was it. Right. Like, that, that
0: advertising helped you grow the sales. Yeah. Yeah. Makes, uh makes sense. Um, what would you say, you know, are you know, advice for other people listening that kind of are, are also maybe on the same path they've started selling on Amazon, maybe more recently or in the last year, as far as advice around, you know, whether it's picking the right products or just dealing with the, dealing with the challenges, you know, to go from just having this idea in your head that I want to sell a product online to actually executing on it and having uh, success. Is it, I mean, would you say it's one thing like, you know, don't expect to make money on your first order to like, you know, sort of understanding what the expectation, what reality is like. Um, also, um, as as maybe a separate, more important question: How much money did you start out with for your first product? Um, it was six thousand dollars. Six thousand, and that included. Did that include everything? Everything. So, inventory, yes. photography, shipping, everything. 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 So and yeah. then how quickly did you have to put more money in? Like what was your what was your next order?
1: Like um my next order I made it with what I have gotten out of Amazon. I didn't have to put mm. not more. Yeah. You didn't have to put more more money uh into it.
0: No. Got it. So um so $6,000 not necessarily as much as one might think they need, uh, you know, I've I've kind of taken the approach that over the last few years, you've kind of needed more and more money in order to be successful that, you know, you could start out, you know, in 2013 or 14 with, you know, three, 000, four thousand dollars. But that, you know, I've, yeah. I've been more on the side of like you need 10 to 20,000. Um, but I guess that's not always, uh, that's not always, uh, always the case. Uh, obviously you started with 6,000, um, and have been able to have success. And that's also, um, dealing with challenges, obviously like having, you know, I'm sure that was separate. You mentioned, you know, using like credit cards to pay an attorney to, you know, to help you, to help you like overcome sort of that initial, um, initial hurdle um yeah. so so what advice would you give you know somebody who they want to do the same thing or they they recently started or they see now you know q4 is just going to be a great opportunity this year with amazon what should they what kind of mindset and sort of maybe some tips around the products they choose or the approach they take
1: yeah, so what I've seen right now is I, I'm seeing a ton of people getting in the this um, business um, thinking that this is a get rich quick scheme. I yep. think, mm-hmm. and it's not. It's a business. I you have to put the, the you you have to study. You have to know what you're doing. It's not like um, like I, I it's sort of a cliche. I, I've heard here that you just find a product using software, put your your brand on and put it on Amazon.
0: Mm-hmm. You're not
1: going to be successful that way. Mm-hmm. Like, I think products, um, you need to find something that has opportunity to, to differentiate. Mm-hmm. like it it's not that grabbing a a product and putting your logo that that's not it mm-hmm. um the uh what i would suggest people is that they have to study do the due diligence and everything and be aware of because you know that there's a i i've been scammed on the on this industry like in the beginning i i trusted everyone and i i hired <laughs> mentors mm-hmm. courses, and mm-hmm. stuff and none of that worked you know? yep yeah so maybe let's
0: talk a little bit about that what should people sort of be careful for how how are you scammed you paid for courses that were just like you know copy and paste from
1: what's free out there or like what okay. you know exactly how how, like, how I, I've seen those courses. I've also seen um, mentorships that um, they're going to help you, but they are just when you ask them something. I I feel like they are they they look for it on YouTube or Google and they just tell you that you right. know there's right now um, there's a lot of people that. Haven't sold a thing on Amazon, but have taken a course, and mm-hmm. they think they can do a course, right? <laughs> and yeah, that's pretty bad, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, 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 agree. I mean, I think there is room for courses. I, I've both paid for courses and I've put out courses. Um, I think there is room for it, but you, you know, um, you want to vet the people that you're doing business with and learning from and um, make sure they're trustworthy and really looking to, um, to help people. And I, I still buy courses and not necessarily on selling on Amazon, but I I recently bought a copywriting course. And, you know, I think, I think online courses are a great way to learn from other people that have, you know, somebody who's taken five years to learn something and put it into a course in, in six months, or three months, you can take, uh, you know, a lot of what they've learned and, and pick up from it. So I'm a believer in education and online education and learning. I'm also a believer in doing and taking action. But at the same time, yeah, you, you kind of want to, you want to do a little bit of vetting who you're, um, who you're listening to. Um, yeah. And, you know, if you get the vibe that a person selling your course or mentorship is really only in it to extract as much money as quickly as possible from an audience online, then you want to run the other direction. If you, um, if you get that gut, um, that gut feeling, um, and did you, did you learn a lot just through networking and talking? Obviously you were, you know, referred to me through networking to come on and talk here through, through Brem, and you were on his podcast, um, called, um, love line for business with him with bram and, and greg johnson um and yeah. so have you found networking to be helpful
1: yeah totally 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 because it's in the beginning i didn't have the the i am i am a a believer of of taking courses like i'm not saying do not take courses i'm just saying mm-hmm. you have to vet the the one you're going to buy but you need one because you need to you need to learn before mm-hmm. you do this this is yep. not an easy thing like everybody puts it out right um and in the beginning since i didn't have that much um liquidity i i started like networking mm-hmm. i started to to DM people that weren't going to talk to me back. Like I would think that they're not going to respond to me. They're so big, and I didn't care. I right. just like, hey man, how are you? I'm starting. I'm having this this problem. Please help me. And you you like, there's a lot of people that help. That's that's like the way that I learned the most. Also, Mm -hmm. I made a few, a few masterminds, like, um, from friends of other groups. I just talked to them, Hey, let's meet one time a week. Um, and let's talk about what's, what are our problems or what, what are we Mm -hmm. doing to solve new, new things and, and everything. And that's how I, I learned the most.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great point. I think, um,
1: You know, I think there's a balance of not
0: being shy to reach out to somebody. Um, Yeah. You know, uh, I think you want to be. I think you want to network and connect with people. I think you want to also, you know, see how you can add value to somebody else. Um, Sometimes, if you're just starting out, that might be difficult. But um, I think one of the one of the things I started doing very early when I started selling on Amazon is. I would post things that I found helpful in, um, you know, and I do till today, but I, I, I would post things that would be helpful. So uh, people wouldn't necessarily see me as just like a taker, but then, yeah, I posted issues and questions in groups. And there are a lot of people that just feel good by wanting to help or sharing their knowledge. And, you know, they get kind of, um, they feel good about being able to help other people and paid forward and, um, I think sometimes very, very successful people, somebody else helped them early on when they started and they do want, they do want to pass that on. Um, at the same time, you kind of want to balance that with not being a leech, uh, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, I, yeah. I've, had, I've had people that message me here and there for a question and I'm happy to help. But if they message me every day with very simple questions, um, I'm not as inclined to um, you know, like, this is a simple Google, like, you you don't need to necessarily um, ask, uh, ask that. So I think you want to balance out. And then I think you also want to add value, try to add value to other people. And that's really what networking uh, is all about. But at the same time, your approach is sort of not, not worrying if somebody's not going to get back in touch with you or not, like, okay, so if they don't get back in touch with you, they're busy, everybody's, everybody is um, distracted these days, right? Like, everybody's busy everybody's distracted everybody's got their own thing if they don't answer it's not a it's not a personal uh you know offense uh but but if they do answer you know maybe this person can help me out a little bit and um maybe you'll do the same one day when you you know when you can help somebody else out you'll participate and kind of pay it forward and um i think for me uh networking in this space has been Uh, the most impactful thing. And sometimes it's been networking through paying. I I paid to go to a high level mastermind, but I met, but I learned more from the other people sitting in the room who paid to go to the mastermind than necessarily just from the person sort of on stage who put together the mastermind. And so I've also met people through paying for masterminds, paying for courses, but then really networking with the other people. Um, So I think that's really, uh, I think that's really important for you to Network, And I also think that, you know, right now, we're not in sort of an environment where people are going face to face. But I think, you know, there's meet, there's local meetup groups, there's bigger conferences and events. And I think going out and meeting people face to face, you can build a relationship in five minutes uh, with somebody that could be much deeper than talking to them for a year online, because you sort of build a, a different level of trust when you're face to face and you start sharing what products you're selling, what products they're selling, and uh, what challenges you're having in your business, and you can really, um, you can really learn from from people. Uh, I think face to face. So I think all that is, um, all that is um, is really good um, advice. Um, and so, what's kind of next for you? Are you are you now essentially just doubling down on these products, or are you now looking to bring more? Uh, more products in underneath these these two different brands that you developed for the rest of the year
1: yeah so um i'm right now i'm focusing on this is from the from the love line podcast yep. you know one of the advices they they told me like was do what you want to do do what you like and what i like is um i have always been an entrepreneur I, I like bring bringing new things to the world so mm-hmm. what I'm going to do is not not focusing on on a brand itself but bringing new products not not maybe on the same niche or on the same category but building that like Got new it. Products. So,
0: yeah. when you say new products you mean Taking something existing and improving on it in some kind of way, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Your your sort of your sort of ideas are not. Let me find if there's only three sellers of this exact same thing, and sort of there's an opportunity here. It's how do I take something, improve it, add value, and exactly. then bring that into the world. Like, and and you're you're not necessarily. It doesn't necessarily have to fall in line within your particular existing product line.
1: Yeah, exactly. And um, one of the things uh, that 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 we talked on this um, meeting is that the the investment part. Um, I I could make make the six thousand investment on that product, but that, I think that was luck. Like mm-hmm. I know that for developing a new product, I would need much more investment. And now I can, I have the, the, those resources that I didn't have before. So Mm -hmm. it's going to be easier to make something better. You know, Yep. I want to bring like, uh, uh, my motto is let's make it better. You know?
0: Yep. I, I think that's great. I think there's also a lesson there is that sometimes it's not just the resources, meaning when you only have a uh, limited resources, you have to put a lot of extra thought and, you know, like, you know, um, Damon John has a book called the power of broke. Right. And it's like, you have to be more resourceful, right? Tony Robbins talks about it. It's not a lack of resources. It's, it's a lack of being resourceful. So I think there's also an element to say, just because now I have $20,000 to put in the product. Doesn't mean I need to, right. I can, how can I, how can I, achieve this product at 10,000 or, or be more resourceful. So I think that's a a little bit, maybe for you, like a lesson to don't necessarily reinvent the wheel, right? It worked for you once with a particular process and budget, like maybe it can work again. uh, I'm not saying don't spend more than that, but it's also easy to just spend and think that that's the solution when it's sometimes it's actually a, could be a problem, right? When you have more money, to uh to put into something. So just a little bit of a yeah. you know kind of change in um in perspective, but um so you're looking to and and just like you know where do you where do you start like you're not necessarily working in a particular niche. Um you're just looking to improve things. So out of the millions of products out there, how do you sort of start to identify what you think can be improved?
1: Yeah, so I what I do is first i order everything from amazon like mm-hmm. m- everything i i have i order it there mm-hmm. so i start there with products i i need with mm-hmm. things i i um invest in the i start there but also i i do the the software route mm-hmm. um and and instead of looking for high revenue low reviews i go for Looking for things with low rating, and mm. and that that sort of I
0: mean, got it. So yeah. your so your starting point is, let's say products that that on average have like three stars and are still selling somewhat maybe okay. And yeah. what if you could come in and get four or four and a half stars uh, on those products? You could probably sort of be able to come in and and get market share um, as you should for bringing out a better product into, uh, into the world. So you're really starting with how can I add more value as opposed to just looking at data and bringing in the exact same product somebody else is just because there's currently room, which, you know, I think there's a lot of benefits to doing it the way you're doing, because you are in a sense, you know, protecting, you are in a sense, protecting the five other people, 10 other people, 20 other people that are looking at the exact time you're researching and. One of the common things that happens to people is they. I see posts on on face, Facebook. Um, I researched a product, and at the time I researched it, there were five people selling this. And by the time I got it in three months later, there were twenty five people selling this. Right? They all find yeah. the same thing, but if you improved on it, you're differentiated. Have you had anybody copy yeah. sort of copy your your idea since you kind of brought it in and made improvements on on the product? No, not yet. No, really? Okay, but you know yeah. the one of the benefits that you have is the longer that happens, the longer you can maintain that, the more reviews yeah. and the different. You know, the more reviews, and you sort of get a head start in terms of um, the reviews, which also makes sense on why you want to be aggressive starting out.
1: Yeah, and that that's like why I'm comfortable sharing what I sell because mm-hmm. I I know. I know I, I put a lot of work on it and and it's it's not going to be easy to copy it.
0: Right. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, great. So Gene, I uh, really appreciate you coming on. I think anybody that has, you know, sort of started their journey of selling within the last year will be able to get um, benefits in terms of your philosophy of bringing products in as well as, um, you know, your challenges you had along the way and, and overcoming those challenges. So, um, really appreciate you coming on. Is there a particular place, um, that's best for you? Is it Facebook to connect with people? Um, or, uh, what? where's the best place if somebody wants to, somebody now is going to want to send you that message and ask for your help. <laughs> um, how do oh, they, uh-
1: how do they get in touch? I would help them, for sure. <laughs> um, they, like on my Facebook, I, I really respond to everything. And maybe on Skype, too. My Skype is just my name, Jan Montalvo, and that's it. Um, and that's J uh, E J E A N. J E A N M O N T A L V O. Awesome. Uh, great. So yeah. that's really
0: uh, nice. People can find you on, on Skype or on Facebook uh, and really appreciate you coming on. Uh, maybe we will do a, we could do a follow-up in sort of talking about, uh, you know, Q4, uh, your, your, your Q4 Corona experience uh, sometime maybe in the midst of of Q4 uh, would be, uh, would be interesting. So appreciate you coming on and, uh, and sharing with us.
1: Yeah. Thank you very much. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the show. I hope you were able to uh, pick up a few things, Uh, you know, some of the key components from what Gene spoke about uh, for me, were how he looks for to improve products. How he looks at products that you know are selling well, but only have three or three and a half stars. Products that he uses in his own life, he orders those products and then figures out how can I improve them. Uh, and then how he's leveraged the use of Amazon advertising to grow his uh, business um, as well as uh, as partnering with somebody in his first year. So uh, I th- hope you got something out of that. If you are not yet in our e-commerce mindset group, there's a link in the show notes. And for those that have given us uh, or given me uh, a review of this podcast in uh, Apple, iTunes, uh, really appreciate that or on Spotify. Uh, thanks for listening. I'll see you on the next episode of the e-commerce mindset podcast.